Alright, BradCooney.com would like to welcome to the show hip-hop recording artist, Keith the Heater. What is up, brother? You doing alright? What up, though? I'm, I'm good, man. I'm slicing through uh, Dallas traffic right now, man. How you doing? Oh, he's in the Texas. Dallas, Texas. I used to live in Texas. I used to live in, uh, yeah. I used to live in San Antonio. Nice, man. Right on. All right, so let's get into this, man. I want to talk about some of your latest projects, one of which is your, your latest record that you dropped um, called H16 Birthmark. Give me, yes, a little, give me a little backstory about the project and, you know, when you started it and how you feeling about things now. It's, uh, it's actually the last entry to the trilogy. I did a three-part trilogy. Well, trilogy is three parts, but the first part was called Ultrasound. I started in 2011, and then I did Attraction in 2012, and I just finally released six years later, Birthmark, the A16 part. The A16 part is actually my birthday. It's August 16th, mm-hmm. when I'm from Kansas City, Missouri, and our area code is 816. So it's A16 birthmark. Birth A16, I feel it is my birthmark. Uh, I started it with I wanted to do birthmark as an album from the beginning, but how I wanted to put it out was a little bit more. Uh, my, my imagination was bigger than my my budget. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, I understand. Yes, I mean, my brother kind of broke it down, and at the time, my lady had just got pregnant, so it all correlated, you know what I mean, it was like, somehow, I don't know the exact conversation verbatim, but it was like, let's do this call it Ultrasound, and we just, then from there, I just got an idea, like, let me do a trilogy, mm-hmm. Ultrasound was, uh, I mean, Ultrasound, I just thought about, metaphorically, just like, uh, like, you get to see the baby, you get to see if it's a boy or a girl, so I, I made it like, you can see everything I do for, as an artist, so I did everything from street to uh, whatever, all aspects of me as an artist, so you got to see what was coming, contractions came a year later, that was the pain, the grittiness, the street, the rawness of everything, uh, and then it just took me this long because I had a, I, I dropped a lot of projects in between time, but like I said, my imagination was bigger than my budget, so I wanted to put it out. I thought I'd be signed by now, and I'm like, I'm putting it out worldwide, and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, as time goes on, I was having fans like, man, where's the birthmark? Where's the birthmark? And I kept teasing it like Dre do detox. So, before we made it like detox, I was like, man, I don't know how long I got in this music shit, how long I'm going to keep going, but you know what? I'm about to just drop it. Drop expectations, drop my standards, drop my everything about it, just go with everything I feel and that's how we came about with I said no matter what came out this is going to be birthmark so there we have it there it is so I like the way I like the theme I like the way you bundled the last three records the trilogy around you know it all related to pregnancy and and, and childbirth like ultrasound contraction I really like that theme I appreciate it and then like I said my first son came during uh, right after ultrasound mm-hmm. and uh like i said my birthday is 816 816 my son's birthday is september 13 913 which is like all right when people when i tell people i'm from kansas city they say kansas i'm like no i'm from kansas city missouri but Thank i understand yeah but i understand because it's twin cities it's kansas city kansas and kansas city missouri right right well kansas city kansas is 913 
So my birthday is 816. My son's birthday is 913. What is all this numerology shit? And I was like, damn, it was, just, it was, it was crazy. Well, that's pretty freaking, that's pretty ironic, though. That's pretty cool. No, right, right. <laughs> so I'm just like, it's, it's bigger than me. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, man, I don't know what this means, but, you know, I'm going with it. And then my second son actually came 2014. But, uh, yeah, just all in the middle of everything. And, 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 and really, like I said, this is just me, me as an artist. I'm here to the world, you know, uh, boost Rafiki Health, Simba up over the pride, like, oh, I'm here, and this is, this birthmark, and this is, mm-hmm. this is where, that's where you get it from. Look, now, I, um, when I was researching you, you know, preparing for the interview, I watched your, your, your video, uh, for the song Mercy. Uh, yeah. Man, that, that song is powerful, man. That, that's a yeah. powerful song. Going through some, I was going through some real shit. Yeah. I was going through some real, like where I'm from, it's real gritty, it's real street, it's sure. real dark cloud over Kansas City, they call it. Uh, they, they got the nickname Killer City Misery mm. because it's, it's, it's like, it's a glass ceiling and, you know, it's just how it is. But that came from, you know, me going through it with my lady. Um, us not really getting into turn, you know, good, being on good terms, and we about to split. And uh, I was just going through a lot of hard time. My, my grandma was in the hospital. It, it wasn't, it wasn't looking good for my grandma. And like I said, I was going through stuff with my lady, and I'm like, oh, now I'm about to move, and I'm trying to figure it all out. And I actually made that the end of 2013, but the video came out in 2014. So that's one of those records that's like good music, timeless music. You know, I mean, never die. You listen to that, 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 that's, that's just a moment. man, it moved me. It moved me, man. Yeah. I mean, that was really powerful. And I also like yeah. the fact that it ain't short, man. It's a long song. So you, and what, what I liked about also is you sold it. What I mean by that is I felt you. You, you sold yeah. it to me. I, I felt you weren't, you weren't, it wasn't fake. You, you know, yeah. real shit. Absolutely. And that's the essence of my artistry. Like, like a lot of, I mean, now we're in a new era to where you kind of adapt to what's going on, not conform as I tell people, I don't want to conform, I want to adapt. But I think everybody that know Key and know the essence of my artistry is pain, making you feel them goosebumps, making you really feel, you know what I mean, I feel that type of shit. I do party shit, I do all type of music, but I think that my superpower is mm-hmm. making, bringing you closer to me and understand like, whoa, it's yeah. serious, you know what I mean? Because I think we need that in the world. You know, we need some type of balance. I also want to shout out to whoever produced it, man, because the video was well put together. Uh, I mean, yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. That's uh, my homeboy Nims back home. Yeah. I don't know if he's still shooting videos, but he's an artist himself, man. He do, uh, he performed what instruments that the ukulele. Oh, yeah, the ukulele. The ukulele, yeah. Wow. He do that, and the crazy part is, I'm like, dude, you're a black artist. I never knew that <laughs> <laughs> you would be doing this. You know what I, mean? I think like, it's like two or three, maybe two or three in the country. <laughs> he cold, though. He cold. Nah, That's awesome. I, man, I look up to him on that one. I said, bro, he good. He, he actually doing a lot of stuff. Right? Man, like, man. I love that. You know, I love people that break the stereotype anyway. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great, man. That's good. Yeah, you would never, never know he was doing that shit. I was like, what is? I don't even know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> you could or whatever. I was like, I ain't never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's awesome, man. That's awesome. I love that. All right, so so uh, you mentioned before you were uh, born and raised in, in the KC Mo area. So then you moved to Dallas. So tell me about Dallas, Texas, and how that city's that city's vibe impacted you. Uh, I think I think the the impact is just it's a little bit more vibrant, man. It's not. I think my uh, let me see my, my personal relationship towards the city or the street kind of changed because I don't have a personal uh, relationship with a lot of yeah. Uh, people here, so uh, on the level I did back home, to where it's not as to me violent. <laughs> it is yeah. not as yeah. it, it's a lot of upbeat. It's like partyish, hanging out. It's more bouncy. It's the south, even though I'm, I'm from the Midwest, but they kind of call us like Southern Midwest. Right. I enjoy it, man. I enjoy it. I got my was not that was dead in. Everybody excelling down here. Worker ants. That's all you want to do is we got to get to something down here. It ain't just us hanging around, smoking weed, not doing nothing. Only option you got is, you know, sell some dope or something to, you know, be involved in the street life. And, you know, I go back home and I, it's just a dark cloud over Missouri, man. Like, yeah. you can see, man, I go back home and I just, like, man, man, nothing changed. I miss it because my family, you know, but. I don't because I know what I would be doing if I was there. I, it would be dope because everything is so accessible here. I don't know too many people, and the people I do know, everybody's working, got a job, we got to do this, we got to do that. We be moving, we ain't just stagnant, you know. So that's how this, that's how I'm glad I, the music came out when it came down now, though, because this took effect on me. And it made it a little bit more bouncier. It made it a little bit more fun, fun even though I was still having uh, a hornet some feelings from back home from, mm -hmm. from the past. So it all it all worked out with that. Yeah, you know, and honestly, it's, it's you mentioned you brought up some things about you know when you get when you go back home, you almost like gravitate back to situations uh -huh. that can get you in trouble. Right. So it's really nice that you're actually in Dallas. You got this new music you put out. Yeah. And you can just focus on that, and you know, because hell, you know, man, ain't, ain't no fun in prison. Ain't no fun and, living man, that life. You know, prison or dead one. Right, man, exactly. Real, I love I, the, what, what made me. What made this actually a great? See, I, I didn't know. I didn't understand it at first. But what made it the transition so good at the end of the day and the beginning of the morning is I'm not just. I was a local celebrity back home, and that's how far it went. Mm -hmm. uh, like it was still kind of cool to be a local celebrity and get in the clubs, VIP, and everything. Is I know everybody that was good, but see when I had to come outside my comfort zone and now I gotta make a way, it ain't so easy. Mm -hmm. So now I'm thinking of other avenues to get my music to a broader crowd. You know, sure. so that's what made it better coming here. Cause yeah. now I'm like, oh, I can't just drop and everybody. Cause I'm like out of sight, out of mind. Even though I have yeah. my core, some of my core fans there that's listening, but. I gotta, I gotta find ways to touch different people now because it, mm -hmm. it's not just right in my hand. You know what I mean? That's I do. When you're in I Kansas City, you're a big fish in a small pond. But when you're in yeah. Dallas, you know you ain't a big fish in a small pond no more. Man, I'm telling you, <laughs> you know, I, I said you could do a, you could do a tour in Texas alone, right? But, and, and get on, or you could drive 24 hours yeah. up and down, and you'll still be in Texas. Texas is bigger than a lot of countries. Yeah, exactly. 
you know? I'm yeah. like, bro, back home, I can drive 15 minutes from uh, north to south, and, and it's a wrap, you know what I mean? It's over yeah. with, you know, yeah. here's totally different. Like, right now, I'm headed up to my bro house. My bro stay out here, he been here before me, you know, they probably a few years before me. So I'm headed out to his house, and shit, he stay like 48 minutes from me, 45, 48 minutes from mm -hmm. me. So, I mean, that's, that's normal shit now, going home. People be scared to drive 20 minutes, 25 minutes. They be like, ah, oh, it's far. I'm like, that's a regular <laughs> trip. A regular trip in Texas is 25, 30 minutes. Oh, it's crazy. That's, you that's could nice. do a, you could do a, a key the heater tour, Texas tour, and you'd yeah. have like stops in Houston, Corpus Christi, Dallas, El Paso, yeah. Amarillo. Yeah, San Antonio. Absolutely. I mean, it's huge. Texas is huge. Absolutely. That's why. That's why. The Texas, that's why the Texas, as far as like down seven, like, I don't see Texas is in hip hop, right? But they have their own hip hop culture. Like, even though, like, New York, Atlanta, LA, shit like that, everybody's like, yeah, it's hip hop, but Texas always seemed like. Uh, like they like they own country or something like yeah. they own it is different. They, even though they did hip hop it was just different they, they they didn't have to go outside nowhere else but stay here and go platinum and all that shit yeah. you know go gold you know yeah man so I want to I want to rewind a little bit go back back and go back to the old days in the, in the beginning um, yeah. so what, what what was it that got you into doing this like what, 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 you did talent shows as a kid or how did you start rapping uh man I was just hanging around my uh, my own boy Mark Brandon, uh, we was just hanging around and they used to freestyle and rap. I wasn't, I, I wasn't into rap. I was just into music because mm -hmm. as a kid, I grew up off R and B and like uh, Michael Jackson, of course, mm -hmm. Prince, uh, Morris Day and the Times, uh, Aretha Franklin, Patti LaBelle, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I grew up off of that. But then as, I, as I got older. My uncles then would bring like out here Easy E, Ghetto Boys, Tupac, Clone, Thugs and Harmony, shit like yeah. that. But I just never really was into it. I was into dancing. I liked to dance as a kid. But not knowing my my father's background and they, uh, my family over there, that side, not knowing they was musically inclined. And my grandpa sung in a group called the Shotlights. And then my, my pops danced, my uncle sung and danced. Like, I didn't even know all this type of shit growing up, you know what I mean? I'm on my mother's side. I don't think they was into music. They listened to it, but I think it was inevitable that it happened. But just hanging around my partners and, you know, your peer pressure, just peer pressure, just being around your peers want to do what they do, and they freestyle and freestyle. So, shit, I started freestyling and playing playing with them with it. And, and then I wrote my first rap when I was 13. It was actually some Mace's uh, why you over there looking at me? Why my boy, why my girl standing there? I actually wrote his verse, hmm. his whole song down. I think I'm in seventh grade. I wrote his whole song down, and I'm rapping it on the bus and shit like it's mine. And then I think my official original record was uh, Eight Baller MJG had a song called Candy, and I wrote. Eight balls verse, but I took out some of his words and just put my own words and put some of my own words, and it was that's where it started. Honestly, like where I start to do the original, like write my own shit. Mm -hmm. Before I was just rapping other people's stuff, and I guess I was learning subconsciously, getting the rhythm, getting the patterns. Didn't even know, but I came up off East Coast rap. East Coast hip hop, so I'm, I love lyricism. You know, I love mm -hmm. substance. And then, you know, I'm from the Midwest. We, we heavily Bay influenced, so we start to get into uh, Mac Moss, Mac 
trays, um, E40, uh, Spice One, you know, uh, MCA. You know, we heavily Bay influenced, Maggie, motherfucking Bessie Moore. So it's, I kind of got a balance, you know, mm-hmm. but people always say, you say our East Coast or my city over people's heads. Yeah, it's yeah. not as, it's not as, um, my time mm-hmm. and get more love because my lyrics or however I come is a little bit different. That was just how I was raised on it, though. So, so when did you know, you know, because not, I mean, not anybody can be a, I mean, I guess anybody can rap at a certain level, but when did you know you were good, though? Because there's this big difference between somebody who can just rap, but, but because it requires, it doesn't, I mean, look, I know I know people tell me you practice, you get better, which is, of course, yeah. if you practice anything, you get better, but you gotta have, a, you gotta have talent, though, also, Yeah. you know, so when did you know you were good, like, like, like where people really, really did your stuff? Now you mentioned freestyle, man, and, and I've talked to some other hip hop. You know, I, I, I've interviewed quite a few hip hop artists over the past year or so. Yeah. And freestyle, from just me personally speaking, that's a whole different monster. Uh, yeah. One thing to rap, you know, other people's or your own lyrics, but when someone's throwing, when someone's throwing words at you, especially, and you can freestyle. I mean, it's 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 one thing to rhyme. But yeah. to me, it's a whole different monster to be able to rhyme and keep it within context and have it make sense. Exactly. That is freaking hard, man. Yeah. That, that I got mad respect for good freestylers. Man, when I grew up, when I grew up, uh, when I was coming up anyway, like I don't know how. I think I found out as I, I, I met a friend named Nesto, the owner, that actually just recently passed, but he's from Philly. But he used to rap and beat. That's when I started to realize that he's 
Coast rap. Freestyle was not like me. What's freestyle? I, I thought freestyle was. They say freestyle was like dual way raps, like dual way written raps. That's how they freestyle was. Mm. But I'm like, no, our freestyle is off the dome. Yeah, like, you exactly. have to just. You have to just think of it now. We got to be rapping. We got to be driving. You got to go. Yep. And you just be fit. Uh huh. So yeah, I, I I promise, man. I guess as even like Jordan. I guess Jordan will never know how hard it is to be him because he is him. Yeah, true. You know what I mean? So I, a lot of you know, even with that, like man, you got to be skilled to do this and do that. And I'm like, damn, I never know. I never. That's why I said you got to be born with it because I. I don't, I don't know how I got good at it or better. I just always been self-conscious and I always felt like I should. Like, more self-conscious in my work than others. I think I could be better and be better and I think that's what make me better and be being conscious of what I'm writing and trying different styles out. But mm-hmm. man, I, I don't know, man. It's just, <laughs> it's just in you, not on you. That's what I can tell somebody. Yeah, man. All right, so every time I do an interview with a, with a musician or, or, or a rapper, I yeah. throw it out to my social media on Facebook and I say, all right, y'all, um, throw some questions at me. And if it's a good one, I'll ask, I'll ask the artist. So okay. I got a question. I got a Facebook question for you. Okay. And this, this guy wants to know if, if you had the opportunity to pick three hip hop artists of your choosing to collab with, who would they be and why? Okay. Uh, are we talking at the moment? Or just overall, like period. Like, 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 of all time. Yeah, if, if somebody came up to you and said, "Here you go, I got a magic wand. I'm gonna wave this magic wand. You tell me which three artists you want to collab with. You like, you like to do a song with?" Okay, I'm gonna say. One, I'm gonna say Big Daddy Kane. Mm-hmm. Because I think, I think that's one of the not one of the first artists, but no, 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 no. It's between Big Daddy Kane and Rocky. I'm not on that. Big Daddy Kane was more lyrical. Like he was one of the guys that I look at, like him and them. Yeah. Like his, his wordplay is crazy. Yeah, it is. But, um, so I say Big Daddy Kane one, uh, Tupac for sure, mm-hmm. because Tupac is the greatest entertainer, the greatest hip hop artist yep. ever to me. Me too. Uh, me and you agree on that. He's my all time yeah, favorite. Yeah, exactly. And uh. Man, three gonna be hard. I'm gonna <laughs> pick somebody currently, and if I had to, it's gonna be between these three artists. I'm gonna say the three artists, but I'm gonna pick one: Meek Mill, Kevin Gates, and Nipsey Hussle. Okay. Now, I'm, but I'm gonna pick Meek Mill though, and I'm gonna pick Meek Meek because I love how honest he is. I think man, his energy match each other's. And people be like, man, I think you go right with Meek Mill. Like, you should be signed to Dream Chase. And I'm like, I feel, hmm. I just, it's just, I don't know, because we yell, we be too extra hype. Yeah, yeah. But our energy match each other. And I feel like his energy is just, he give you that energy on a record, man, that's going to make me want to go. So I have to say, Big Daddy Kane, Tupac Shakur, and Meek Mill. Yeah, that's, that's and, great choices, man. Now, yeah. I, I, it's odd as hell though, but I, yeah. I would have to. Like that's odd, but that's why I'm doing that way. That's why I actually picked that person's question because it's, it makes you think about it. Because there's yeah. so much talent yeah. out there, it really makes you think about it to get through that question. Now, somebody told me who your top five dead alive. I can't hear 
extra shit like that. Yeah. I ain't really. There's too many. That type of shit. Yeah, yeah that's too many, and yeah. I'm, I'm more into the current. Like, I, yeah. like what's going on now, man. I, I don't, I don't knock nobody for what they did, but just like they trying to match LeBron with Jordan's numbers yeah, you can't or do that. numbers, Kobe's. I'm like, bro, let them be the best since ever. Like, they let exactly. them do that. Don't. Everybody can't be compared, man. You can't compare Jordan. You say the best to me ever, Jordan, what I saw. And these kids coming up probably gonna say LeBron the best ever because right. they ain't see Jordan. You know what I mean? So I know, get I get the same thing when people ask me because you know I used to cover the boxing and mixed martial arts. I get to I get the uh, same question about Floyd Mayweather. What yeah. would Floyd Mayweather have gotten? You know, if he was in there against Sugar Ray Leonard or one of those yeah. '70s guys. You know, what, how would Mike Tyson have done against Muhammad Ali? Yeah. I, I mean, come on, man. It's, it's different. It's errors, man. Completely it's different errors. That's a never. Yeah. You nobody. You can never get an answer. Exactly. You never can get an answer. You could probably think like, man, you think about his power, how he was. You know? I'm like, man, I wish we could see that, but let's just let people have their moment. Exactly. And that's it. You know what I mean? Just I agree. The greatest of there. I agree. Now you mentioned Tupac. I, before I let you go, I got I got one more question, but I want to touch on Tupac real quick. Okay. Uh, the reason the reason I have so much respect for Tupac. He's, 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 you know, you, I, 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 in my mind, when, when I, when I, when I rate different musicians, you got, you got good ones, you got great ones, and then you got elite level. Elite, yeah. elite level. And, and Tupac's one of those guys in that genre who's, he's just elite. He's, he's so, and the reason why he's so elite is he's one of those guys that, he, he was like, he was like 20, 30 years ahead of, of the game at the time. And he's a pioneer. He's one of those guys that 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 he's not you know he's not a, a follower. He's a trendsetter. You know, and the fact that he's like one of the first ones to cross over and do movies. And not only could he act, but he was a really fucking good actor. You know, so that's that. There's why I respect the guy so much, man. And people don't understand. When we talk about Tupac, because I'm going to be, I'll be 100% honest, he might not have been the best lyricist, like, like an M. Right, right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't like the best yeah. lyricist. He was a good rapper. But I think Tupac's impact outside of the music what made him great. Yeah. You know what I mean? His music was good and great. I liked it. I loved it. But what he said, I think when some artists talk to you in interviews or they actions outside of the music it gives them more brownie points like damn I love your music more like Pim C I love Pim C music more I always like Bum B better yeah. for his lyricism but I, li I love Pim C music better after I listen to him talk like bro he's a real motherfucker like, yeah, he's sure. a real motherfucker so Pop was a real motherfucker and he told he showed you all sides and just like you said he died at 25 yeah, man. man. He was an icon, damn near. Already. Think about 23, 24, so he died at 25, but we're still talking about him 20 exactly. plus years later. Exactly. Like, he, like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, listen, look at these artists now. Mm -hmm. Look how older they are. Nobody's making an impact. Like, nobody's making that type of an impact as Tupac did. Exactly. You know, like, even Cole and them was nice and everything, but the politics are, they, nothing that they do outside of it. Outside of it, it's on his intellectual level. 
you know what I mean? Like you, like, he was he was before he was before his time. And like I said, twenty years, twenty five years before his time. And don't and don't and don't forget, look at the competition he had back then. He, he oh, it was because NWA was was already hitting the streets running. The NWA yeah. came out, and Tupac came out right like as the NWA was starting to fade off a little bit. But right. but that right. that level of competition was psychotic. Man. It was crazy. And he still separated himself. He's still separated himself, yep. man. That's, yep. that's, man, you gotta give him all that. That's brain. what I'm saying. And you said it best. He's only 25. A kid, 25 years old, when you look at the grand scheme of life, he was still a baby in life, man. He was He's young. He was still a baby. Exactly. I'm thinking when I was 25, like, exactly. 25, when I was still making music, I'm like, damn, I'm, I'm too far behind. Yeah. <laughs> I'm exactly. already lost. Yeah, man. I'm I already lost. Trying to be like Pac. I should have been Pac at 18. Yep. I heard, uh, I heard, um, the Tupac, uh, Dr. Dre song, uh, California. Uh, I still speed when I hear that car. I can't drive under uh, normal speed limit when I hear that song. Man, did Tupac die that year or the year after? Yeah, I think it was the year after. It was right after man, that. Just listen to his lyrics. Listen yeah. to him. Listen to that. How it's put together. Yeah. Like, the dude was like 24, 25 spitting that shit. Exactly. Just, Crazy. Just listen to his old interviews. Yeah. Like, he can't be that young. Yeah, like, I mean, he, 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 was so, he was so intellectual, man. I mean, he was yeah. so. He, he was smart, man. They're very, very, very intelligent. Exactly. Yeah. What a tragedy, man. Yeah. What a yeah, tragedy. But shit happened for a reason. That's man. true. For a purpose, he so. opened up a lot of doors for people, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely, man. Alright, brother. So before I let you go, um, I want to give you an opportunity to tell all the listeners out there where they can find your music, where they can get your stuff, where they can follow you on social media, stuff like that. Alright, well, Brad, man, uh, I tell everybody just look me up, King the Heater. K E E D T H A. H-E-A-T-E-R, King the Heater, on all social media platforms. Uh, let me see, except for Snapchat, it's It's Key, I-T-Z Key. Uh, everything else is Key the Heater. Uh, Twitter is probably Key 816. But if you put Key the Heater in Google, Boom, comes it's up. Gonna put, it's going to pop up everything from Spotify, iTunes, all that, man. I need everybody's support to yeah, go support this album, stream the album, purchase the album. This is my baby. I'm carrying this, carrying her from, from here to there. We're going to pump it. I just got the Hip Hop Weekly uh, nice. source. Uh, I'm about to shoot the next video next month. I'm going to go home next month, shoot the video. I just need all the support, man. I'm, I'm trying to holler at Meek Mill. That's what's up, everybody. You just heard him, man. Follow this guy in his social media sites. Go, go buy his music. Support these guys. These guys work hard, man. He works hard. He puts that. And listen, not only does this guy work hard, go watch. Go watch Mercy the, the video. You'll see what this guy does, man. He puts it all. You gotta give it all. Baby. Yes. All right, brother. I appreciate you doing this, man. I appreciate you too, Brad. For real.